what running back should you be buying right now if you are in a buy now window? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow. Hit us up on YouTube. Uh, please get us uh, get us your subscription over there. Start watching our shows over on YouTube because uh, then you can see uh, the look on my face when Marcus says silly things about your dynasty leagues uh, and the players you should acquire and when he says stuff that I don't like about players I like. It, it does. It happens too much, Marcus. But you know what? I, I'd rather the fans get two side of things. So, guys... Leave us those five-star reviews. Just be sure you're following wherever you're you're currently doing your thing because we're going to help you win a Dynasty League championship this year. And this, like, immediate podcast right here, we're going to dive into it. We're going to help you win this year specifically with some win-now running backs. Marcus, I knew. I asked you before the show. And usually we don't share our picks before no, the show. Never. It's a surprise. And that... I love that about us because it really um, keeps that element of surprise. And I mm -hmm. think it's uh, it, it's nice because it's not forced. Like we're, we're each truly picking our people. And sometimes there's some overlap. But I specifically avoided discussing one player on my list because I knew this player would be on your list. Yeah, and let's just jump right today? In, yeah, and let's just jump right into that. We're going to keep these kind of short and sweet. We don't have to spend a ton of time on these. But uh, my first win now running back target is Ezekiel Elliott. And listen, I know there's Cowboy stuff in my background right here. I know, I know you can locked see that. On, locked on Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the, the thought would be that I'm a, a big Cowboys homer and that I love Ezekiel Elliott. It's not the case. I think Tony Pollard's a much better running back. I would love to see the Cowboys utilize Pollard more. But the guy that you want and you should be trading for in fantasy right now is Ezekiel Elliott. Kate, do you know how many total seasons Zeke has had under 1,250 yards in his career? The answer would be zero. Zero. <laughs> He's scored at least eight touchdowns in every single season, three seasons of double-digit touchdowns or more. And even yesterday, Mike McCarthy said he's a cornerstone player on our team. As much as we love Tony Pollard – Zeke is still going to be the guy getting the goal line touches, going to be leading the, the team in touches. You can get him right now. His ADP is 55 on Dynasty League football. And at the very worst, he's going to finish as an RB2 because he's never finished as anything worse than RB16 ever in his career. And like, I think there's a couple of things that I love about Ezekiel Elliott. First here, uh, you mentioned the touch total. Like he is guaranteed to touch the ball 17 bajillion times uh, in my projections, yep. at least, uh, but never touched the ball fewer than 268 times in a season. That's when he dealt with a six game suspension. Exactly. Like, he's uh, he's absolutely a, a, a like glorified stud muffin. Um, last year, like we were looking at him as though he was, uh, you know, quite disappointing, but still had 12 touchdowns from scrimmage. 4.5 yards per touch, which was more than he had in the 2020, uh, the 2020 season. Mm -hmm. But like one of the most underrated aspects of Ezekiel Elliott has to be his usage as a receiver. 
each of the last three seasons. Like, it's not like with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz. It's not like they've been hurting for receivers in mm -hmm. the last couple of seasons. And he has not had fewer than 65 targets in any of the last four seasons. He's utilized as a receiver. We know that Dak Prescott is a very capable quarterback. And we know he loves Ezekiel Elliott. I think this is a great call. And I do think that we're so underrating his touch volume right now. And even if you're in just a win now mode, I like it from a long-term perspective, Ezekiel Elliott is totally fadeable in dynasty because he does, he has the high touch totals. Um, it, you know, you have to assume that he's sort of ending the relative end of his supremacy mm -hmm. in the running back community. But I mean, like right now, uh, the, the team is financially invested. I, I know we didn't need to talk this long about Ezekiel Elliott, but I do, do you I know, love do, Ezekiel Elliott right now. Ezekiel Elliott was inefficient last year. He it was not very good, and he still finished as RB7, right? And you can get him at RB21, RB22. If you just need another running back for this year, go out and trade for Ezekiel Elliott because he's a guaranteed 250 touches in what should be a good offense, and – He's going to get the goal line touches. So that's uh, my first guy. Who is yours? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to like just do a brief guy, right? Cause I have one guy that I want to get more into the weeds, but I want to talk about Naeem Hines uh, yeah. running back for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, specifically the receiving running back. I know we're all high on Jonathan Taylor. He's our dynasty RB one. Like that's not a hot take, but I do think we're a bit underrating, even despite the hype. Like, we're hearing nothing but great things about Naeem Hines coming out of Colts camp uh, and their excitement for how they want to utilize him in the coming season. But, like, in terms of a win-now target, let's look at their roster right now because I know we're all hyped on Michael Pittman, but behind Michael Pittman, I mean, the the receivers are not, like – studly by no, any stretch no. of the imagination you have rookie wide receiver alec pierce who i like but again not necessarily this uh guy that i'm projecting for a ton of volume that's not his game um you know he might get some of these big plays down the field and then i don't know what else he's going to get outside of that paris campbell mo alley cox like they're all good football players but i don't see any of these guys as true target monsters i think it like i i would not be surprised at all if naeem hines walked out of the season with a hundred plus targets you know he's going to get a few carries per game but that's not where he's going to win you right some weeks his upside is as a receiver and marcus we know that matt ryan who out of training camp so far we hear like this is his offense like we are letting him take control of this team, which is fantastic, but we know he likes to utilize a receiving running back. We saw him make Tevin Coleman that, that receiving running mm -hmm. back. We saw him utilize Devonta Freeman. Like we've seen Cordero him, Patterson last year, right? Cordero Patterson. Like uh, we've seen him more than willing to target the running back position. He's a statue in the pocket. So uh, he's not going to be able to scramble when he needs to get those dump off passes. It's going to be too Naeem Hines. It, give me Naeem Hines all, all yes. gosh darn day. Cause it, Marcus on 
uh, Dynasty League football right now. He's currently being drafted as RB50. Yeah, 50. that's ridiculous. Uh, one of the reasons why his usage, usage is going to go up is just because I think the Colts are going to be in a spot where they have to throw the ball more. Kate, last year, despite being 9-8, and eight, they led by four or more points at 42% of the time. Like they, they just didn't have to be in these passing situations. It allowed them to keep Jonathan Taylor on the field. I think they're going to have to throw the ball more. They're going to be in more third and longs. Um, give me Neam Hines, who said he wants to break his own receiving uh, targets and reception totals. I think 65, 70 catches certainly aren't off the table at all there. Yeah, already ranked 11th in targets among the running back position in 2020 or 2021. And that was like a disappointing season for him. I think the upside, especially with Matt Ryan under quarterback for the team overall in terms of uh, offensive scoring is much higher. I think this whole team is just going to be in a better position uh, to get some points on the board. So give me Naeem Hines, especially at that price of RB50, Marcus. I, I think... Uh, let's not also forget he's only 25 years old. He's going to be uh, turning 26 here in a, a few months, but I mean, he's a young running back. He doesn't have a ton of miles on the tire. Um, some recent trades, Naeem Hines for Donovan Peoples Jones in the two twelve. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like Donovan Peoples Jones a lot, but that's, that's stealing. Yeah. It's, it's thievery. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines in a third. For Jordan Love and Christian Kirk. Oh my gosh, I would do it just for one of those guys, right? But you're giving yeah, me let alone both. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, Chase Evans is the guy that we could have mentioned on this list, but uh, yeah, that, that one's easy for me. Go out and get Diamond Hines right now, even if you just need to to stash him on your bench for the first four weeks until you kind of see how things are playing out in Indianapolis. I think that's a that's a good way to go. Uh, we'll get to some more names in just a second, Kate. But before we do that. I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in, check in, excuse me, on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, give us your next running back. All right, this one's going to knock the wind out of me a little bit because this is a running back that I've loved uh, since his college days. And now I finally think he's got the opportunity. And I think finally the fantasy community is kind of on board with this guy, but let's talk about Rashad Penny running back for the Seattle Seahawks. I am a huge Ken Walker fan and I think he can step in, uh, and immediate immediately, uh, be pro ready. But I do think this is at least for now, Rashad Penny's job to lose until, I'm hoping he doesn't get injured, but like that's been the problem with Rashad Penny. It hasn't been uh, production necessarily when he's asked to produce it's been availability. So as long as he's available and on the field, I'm going to take him. He's currently being drafted as RB 37. Uh, He's in the final season of his contract with uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. So 
but they did bring him back on a one-year deal and he's Mm -hmm. presumably uh with the drafting of kenneth walker i would assume he's gonna hit uh the free agency market in 2023 just 26 years old 511 220 and he's had seven games in his career as a former first round pick with 12 or more rush attempts and again not stellar. We had the breakout of Chris Carson, which it was really hard to take Chris Carson off the field. Um, unfortunately, he mm-hmm. has uh, retired, which uh, I don't know that we've covered that just yet. But uh, best of luck to Chris Carson. Hope he finds some health. Um, but Rashad Penny in those seven games where he has been available and seen more than 12 or 12 or more rush attempts, he has scored a touchdown in every single one of those games, two or more touchdowns in three. He's at a hundred or more scrimmage yards in every single one of those games, including two games where he saw 185 and 190 scrimmage yards, uh, like the ceiling sky high, right? He's always been a really efficient running back. Even back at San Diego state averaged 7.5 yards per carry over his Uh four seasons there. And even in 2017, when he saw, the bulk of the work. He saw 289 carries in a season, still averaged 7.8 yards per carry, which just kind of crazy. Cause usually once we see that volume start to tick up, we'll start to see that efficiency decrease a little bit. Didn't happen with Rashad Penny. He scored 23 rushing touchdowns in that season. I'm not overly worried about the offensive position that this team is going to be in. Drew Locke, Geno Smith, like I I think either way, um, and you know, I think it could be Drew Locke. Uh, we were more than willing to draft Javante Williams last year with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. Like there can be running back value despite poor quarterback play. And I do think that, I mean, gosh, we saw Pete Carroll want to take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Yeah, I think he's really gonna want to take it out of Drew Locke's hands. Any scoring opportunities, as long as he's healthy, I'm going to project to go to Rashad Penny. Um, I I just think the upside is so huge there. And, I mean, Marcus, last year when he finally got that opportunity, he was the RB4 to close out the season um, weeks. I think it was uh, 12 through 18. RB4. like. And you know what's crazy about that? your week. And it wasn't Weak. like he was getting a monster workload. Like in the final five games of the season when he totaled 670 rushing yards and six touchdowns, he was averaging 18 carries a game. Would it be shocking if he averages, let's say, 16 or 17 carries a game and Ken Walker gets seven to nine carries this year, maybe a little bit more work in the passing game? No, not at all. If he gets that much work, he's still going to be at the very worst an RB2 with a ceiling that's much higher than that. So. I like this. If you just need a one-year rental with some upside, I think he has it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in on Rashad Penny. I think this is kind of his moment to shine. And, I mean, the, the Seahawks, from their perspective, uh, I feel like we kind of see this every time a running back is on his way out of a contract where the team kind of knows, like, hey, we're probably not going to bring this guy back. They'll use him. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not worried about accumulating touches. They're not worried about um, – necessarily sustaining them for their career because uh, unfortunately we see that sort of cycle of the the running backs go through the motions um, and and NFL teams aren't afraid to put more stress on their bodies if they know they're not going to have to deal with it later. So 
give me Rashad Penny as long as he's healthy because I think he's going to be one of these guys that he's uh, affordable enough that you're going to be able to either leave on your bench or leave in a flex spot. Um, and you can deal with the ups and downs potentially throughout the season. I'm Yum. in. I'm in. Uh, all right. My next one. Uh, this one I'll be pretty brief because we've talked about him a lot. James Conner uh, finished his RB5 last year. He's currently being ranked and drafted like as RB27, RB28. I know there's some injury concerns with him, but look at what's changed since last year. Chase Edmonds, gone. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games. Christian Kirk leaving in free agency. Hollywood Brown already has a hamstring injury. And the guys behind him, like Eno Benjamin, hasn't done anything two years in the league. Keontae Ingram is like a career, uh, or he was a, a day three pick that didn't produce a ton in college. And then it's Damian Williams, who is just like a career role player. So I, I think if you want somebody who every single week that he's healthy and playing, Kate, like you and I are going to project him as a top 10 running back, right? Because he's going to get some work in the passing game. He's going to be the goal line runner. And if I don't have to pay top 25 prices for that, and I'm just really hurting at running back, he's the guy that I want to go out and trade for. Yeah. I mean, I, I love James Conner. We know his upside is super high. We know that like for as high as his touchdown total was last season, it's not like James Conner historically hasn't been a running back who scores lots of touchdowns. Um, whenever he saw goal line opportunities with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was generally converting those to touchdowns. And it, this is a team that's not going to be short on those goal line opportunities, Correct. especially if Kyler Murray uh, sticks to his studying, like we all hope and stays away from those anymore. video games. Yeah, he, he doesn't no, have to. Uh, the Cardinals took it out of the contract. He's good now. Yeah. Which is the yeah. most embarrassing. Like uh, we should do a whole episode <laughs> on embarrassing teams uh, uh, and uh, embarrassing part, yeah. management. Yeah. Like it, it's bad. James Connor, not embarrassing though. Very, very uh, James Connor, not embarrassing does not need to study four hours uh, every, every week or whatever. Cause just go. Uh, he's already got it. He, yeah. yeah. Just bulldoze your way through the defensive line and you'll be fine. James. Again, he is somebody that can finish very easily as a top five, top six running back. If you just need him for a year or even two, because remember the Cardinals did sign him to a three-year contract. You can get him very, very cheap right now. Kate, who is your final running back that you want to talk about? So this one, Marcus, it's more of conjecture. It's more of um, me uh, kind of projecting maybe my own feelings here, but I'm I'm buying into Sony Michelle and I'm targeting him in some trades, uh, even though. Oh, my. Oh, it's yeah, the, I did it, not expect that to be the name. But again, this is like this is my belief in the player. I think that Sony Michelle is the best runner on that team. Uh, Miles Gaskin, like we've already seen. I don't think you go out and you just sign Buku running backs. Like they're not quality running backs. They're just looking for somebody. And it seems like they just want the ball out of Miles Gaskin's hands. But I mean, Marcus, last year to close out the season with the Rams, uh, over the last, uh, sorry, weeks 13 on, uh, was averaging just over 21 touches per game. Um, his 17 game pace for yardage would have been 1530 yards, eight touchdowns, um, saw a little bit of work as a receiver last year. And that was kind of the first time he's gotten that opportunity. Um, and we know that Miami is a team that's not, uh, not unwilling to utilize the running backs as receivers. 
Um, I, I think he's an excellent high upside play. Cause I do think like uh, we've seen plenty from chase Edmonds, but I, I think out of all of these running backs, Marcus, I think that Sony Michelle has the highest upside. I'm projecting this team to be higher in scoring. I think they're going to be one of these surprise teams this year that like Tua, uh, Tua is going to come out of left field and surprise some people. I think, especially with uh, the additions of Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle another year in his career. I think the scoring opportunities are going to be there. And I do think uh, if nothing else, Marcus, even if he doesn't win the starting job on this team, I think he profiles as the best goal line back uh, on this roster. He's a complete flyer. You don't need to spend up uh, literally whatsoever on Sony Michelle because nobody believes in him. Nobody believes in him whatsoever. RB 68. Uh, he's being drafted behind 30 year old Raheem Mostert on the same team. I'd rather have Mostert. I, I mean, we know that Sony Michelle can touch a ball without uh, crumbling into tiny little bits. I know. Bits. So, I know. I, I, I like Mostert better just because he's got more speed. And when he does, I start- love, I love Mostert. Look, I, I've been Mostert's biggest fan, but like part of uh, your, your upside and part of your uh, it, like asset as a fantasy football value is availability. And Raheem Mostert, he doesn't bring that to the table for me. I think Sony Michelle will be able to handle substantially more volume. Um, you know, I think Raheem Mostert, maybe with that speed, utilize him um, as, you know, more of your gadget running back well, instead of running him straight into the, the offensive line. Why not just, load up on the Miami running backs because they're so cheap. Chapes, Edmonds, RB35, and then Sony Michelle and Mostar are being drafted as like RB66, RB67. I mean, you can get that whole backfield so cheap right now and somebody's going to hit. Like I, I, I have absolutely no doubt that one of these running backs is going to emerge. I mean, you could buy all these guys pretty cheap and just see how it plays out. Uh, my last one is another guy that performed really well last year who we've already seen his ADP decline significantly because he had a, a couple cookies in the off season. Uh, that's Leonard Ford. <laughs> uh, Leonard Ford at last year finished as RB, uh, RB six. He's anytime he's played with Tom Brady, he's been super productive. He's actually the, been a really good receiver with Brady. He's the goal line running back. And I don't really think there's anybody to challenge him. I don't. Rakad White's not scaring me at all. Keyshawn Vaughn certainly isn't. We know that Brady likes to kind of latch latch onto one of these running backs who he trusts. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is gone, which could take away some red zone opportunities. Julio Jones signed has never been a red zone option. Kyle Rudolph, I don't think is going to be a, a factor at all. Why not go out and trade for Leonard Fournette again, being ranked as RB twenty nine in dynasty leagues. I think he's got a great shot to finish as an RB one once again. Yeah. I, I mean, the scoring opportunities again are going to be there. This is an, a, a high powered offense. Even if there is some decline, even if we don't see Chris Godwin entering the season at necessarily a hundred percent, any team with Tom Brady is going to be in scoring position um, a, a decent number of times per game. So uh, I love that opportunity. Again, I love the playmaking uh, ability. I love the fact that uh, he's, he's undervalued, especially for the production that we've just seen. 
he's going to be in shape. He's going to get in shape. I feel like there's just certain players every year that we hear about this. And I mean, look at James Harden. I don't know if anybody's seen the most recent (laughs) pictures of James Harden. He lost like 60 pounds since the end of the NBA season. Like these guys, when they are conditioned athletes, they They can can drop drop weight weight very fast. And it, you know what? He might be a guy that yo-yos, but Hey, so do I, I like my (laughs) ho-hos. I like, uh, I like all of my eats. I, yes. I will eat four servings of dessert. No problem. Um, okay, but yeah, I, the, the upside really, high. Really quickly on for it. In the 17 games that he started with Tampa Bay, not including the postseason, because if I threw the postseason numbers in there, they are absolutely ridiculous. But the 17 regular season games, 1,400 yards from scrimmage, 77 receptions, and 13 touchdowns. Much like James Conner, Every single week that Fournette is active and playing, we are going to rank him as a top 12 running back. Like we just are. And when you're in a buy, you know, when you're in a win now window, this is the kind of player you need to go out and get. Yeah. I, the only thing I'm going to say, I, I am all in on Rashad White starting to, to seep some of that passing down work. I loved Rashad White as a, as a receiver coming out of school. So that's the guy I am going to work, uh, look out for, especially look out for some notes during training camp, but not because uh, Leonard Fournette entered training camp with a little bit of chunk on him. Uh, but r- remember, it's fun to joke, but yes, e- even last year when Leonard Fournette had 69 receptions, Gio Bernard had 23 catches. Ronald Jones had 10 catches. Neither, I don't expect, I mean, Ronald Jones is obviously gone. I don't expect Gio to make the roster. He could lose some passing down work and still be an RB1. Yep, I think uh, I think that's right on the money. Marcus, these are some really uh, interesting names. I'm very excited for uh, all of the leagues that our, our listeners are about to win this year with these running backs in tow. Because, I mean, running back depth is everything, and mm-hmm. all of these guys are inexpensive enough where – you don't need to have them in your starting lineup week to week. They just need to be available. And I think that, uh, I don't know, one of these guys could come out as a league winner for your dynasty rosters. I love it. All right. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. You can follow the Locked On Dynasty podcast on YouTube. Please, please, please check us out over there. You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday. Bye, y'all.